Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. Today's episode is part two of a conversation about forgiveness. Welcome back to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Hey, John, how you doing? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. We just wrapped up Thanksgiving. Man, it is the best holiday ever. Isn't it great just to spend time with family and friends and eat and then watch, watch football, football and then eat a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, you have anything left in the refrigerator? Yeah, probably not because we didn't do Thanksgiving at home this year. Oh, okay. So we well, traveled, good. so good. You know, uh, so turkey or ham? Oh, uh, both. Is that is that a choice you're supposed to make, like an either or? Do you like your son or your daughter more? <laughs> no, exactly. The left or the right wing of the airplane, which is most important, right? <laughs> For me, no question, it's ham. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge turkey person. I just don't love turkey. I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah, you got to do it right. And getting moist turkey is the trick. If you can get yeah. it moist, I love it. If yeah. it's dry... I'll take ham every day of the week. So. Yeah, and I think I just got too many dry turkeys. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, I, wherever you're at, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know we are thankful that you spend time watching and listening to us in these conversations. Our goal is always to have a conversation at this table that we would like to invite you to be the third member of the conversation. And you may not be here, but that's our goal, that you would be able to feel like you're part of the conversation. So when we're asking questions of each other, we're actually trying to ask questions that you might ask. So always feel free to contact us through your podcast app, through YouTube, to let us know what you're thinking. We really value your feedback. So today, we are going to continue talking about last week's subject of forgiveness. Yep. Last week, we talked about the importance of it, how it's a biblical you know, mandate. Mm-hmm. It's not an option if you're a Christ follower. Right. We talked about some tools. How do we start you know, dealing with forgiveness, especially as it relates to things that were done to us in the past? This week, we want to talk about walking out forgiveness daily. What does it yep. look like? You know... I, I remember years ago reading uh, something that sounded was something similar to this. It was a guy's prayer, and it said, Lord, today I have managed to keep my thoughts in line, to not offend anyone or to be offended, but I'm about to get out of bed. <laughs> and from this point problem, on, right? I need yeah. your help. If I could just stay in bed, I'd be okay, right? <laughs> you know. This is an issue of life, both the need for forgiveness and the need to forgive. And I think it's why Jesus speaks about it so often, why the Bible makes it so such an important issue is because, A, God knows we are going to offend each other. You know, we have a fallen nature. We will offend each other. We will we will hurt people and they will hurt us. And so this is a kingdom teaching. This yeah. isn't just a, you know, a little Bible study on the side. You know, Jesus so many times talked about the power of forgiveness and how to engage with it. Because it would be so, um, so important to our spiritual life and development. Sure, absolutely. Now, last week we talked about, or at least I, I mentioned the, mm-hmm. the, the tools of, you know, that forgiveness starts with a decision. 
Yes. It moves to actions. You know, we acknowledge that, you know, if our if we do the right things long enough, mm-hmm. generally speaking, our heart eventually catches up. However, that's true. <laughs> when you say eventually, that could be years. <laughs> exactly. And and what I, you know, also want to make clear is that this isn't a one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the current terminology is triggers. There yes. are things that can trigger us that take us right back to that place of anger yep. all over again, you know, where we're having to start this process. Now, hopefully we get through it quicker, mm-hmm. but we, yes. it may take us right back to the beginning where we're like, all of a sudden, those feelings that you thought were, were long gone, all of a sudden they pop up. All right. So how do we deal with yeah. that when we're trying to forgive, but we keep finding ourselves back? It feels like at the beginning again. Yeah, and no, great point. Our mind and emotions are, God, we're created, you know, by the fingerprint of God. Mm. And our mind and emotions can take us right back to places. One, one thing that I've dealt with over the years, and, and I think that all of us, if we're honest, um, maybe to some degree, depending on how, what our personality type is and how we're wired and how God created us, some of this forgiveness is a little bit easier and some of us, it's more difficult, but, but for none of us, it's easy. Right. I think that all of us have dealt with those moments when somebody has offended. And we're not talking about just somebody that interrupted you while you were talking. But we're, we're talking about real offenses in life, uh, people that have been abused, people that have gone through really difficult moments. And then they're trying to forgive and they'll and they'll do, you know, as believers, I know that I should forgive. And then something will happen that will trigger them and bring them right back to the place. Mm. And I've, I've, as a pastor, I've done counseling with people, and they're going, Pastor, I'm trying to let it go. I don't know how to let it go. I'm trying to move on, and I still keep coming back to this place. And if you're not careful, you get filled with the 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 shame and the guilt of not being able to forgive. And, and it can actually become demoralizing. Well, and it, then it makes you give up and just, and then you go, you get, forget the forgiveness altogether. Sure. I'm just going to live with the pain. Right. And that's not right either. Live with the pain or live with the anger. Yeah. Yeah. If you internalize it, you live with the pain. If it's external, it's, yeah. it, it manifests itself in anger. Yeah. And, and so one of the, one of the places that I've gone to in the Bible that, that has been helpful to people, um, is, is there's a, there's a scripture where, uh, Jesus is praying for uh, a man's child mm-hmm. and he's saying, he asks him, do you believe? And the man replies back and he says, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is I'm, I'm believing. I know that I should believe, right. but I also know that I'm not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. So help this part of me that's really trying to exercise my faith and it's, and it's hard. And you can apply the same principle to forgiveness. Yeah. And so here's one of the things that I, that I try to do is where you can go, God, I forgive, help thou my unforgiveness. Mm. So in essence, what you're saying is you're saying, I know that I should be forgiving everything in my spirit, everything in my heart, what I know of God. I know that I should forgive, but I still am dealing with this old nature that is wanting to be angry or to be hurt. 
and I know that I have to let go of it. So I'm making a statement in faith that says, God, I forgive, mm. but help thou my unforgiveness because I understand that there's a process. And eventually what we have to do is get to the place that we're very much at peace where we go, you know what? I forgive, I've forgiven the person. I've forgiven the wounds. I have nothing in my heart against them. I, I want to see them in heaven one day. Right. I wish them all of the best. Uh, and when you can get to that place, then the forgiveness is real, and it, and it really is. It goes beyond the surface, and there's the depth of forgiveness, and that is where freedom is found. Mm. So I really encourage anybody that's watching today, and you go, I'm really having a hard time doing this. Take a statement of faith and say, I forgive, but Lord, help thou my unforgiveness. I think that's great. It's really good. Um, I mean, I think we probably all can think of people that have hurt us deeply and and we've had to walk through this mm-hmm. you know we 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 may or may not have used those exact words but i know in my own life you know i've 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 expressed that you know lord i really want you know one i know i have to <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like you're, you're kind yeah. of like it's not optional yeah, right exactly you yep. know and i mean you know, if, if we're not careful, like especially in the early days of hurt and pain, our brains can go to places that are really super unhealthy. Like, I want bad stuff. <laughs> hey, before I would say that was bouncing bars. So there's times I've, I've actually in my mind, I'm going, I want to violently, physically inflict pain on you know, this person. Absolutely. Let's just being honest. Oh, sure. So, absolutely. Right. I mean, I can think of situations in my own life where, you know, something happened to one of my children. Oh, God. <laughs> and, I mean, I can, you know, you could have made a horror movie out of what my inner life at that yeah. moment because I was mad. I right. was angry. And as much as we struggle, I'm sure Amy and Krista would probably be even more like, you mess with my kids, my oh, wife is like, yeah. look out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You know, these two women that seem <laughs> calm on the outside become mama bears. That's and, it. You yeah. know, absolutely. So yeah. um, anyway, thanks for that. I think that process is really helpful to us. And yeah, that it, reminder. Yeah, and, and I want to ask you a question. Just, you know, as we're going through this, Mark, how does wisdom factor in to when we forgive because there's sometimes where you're literally asking somebody to forgive you or working towards forgiveness. And he, you're just sitting there going, they haven't changed at all. Mm. I don't know that I trust them. How do, how do you manage the, the emotions of that with wisdom? Yeah. So when I think of wisdom and as it relates to forgiveness, I I would, Mm -hmm. I think of two things. One is wisdom slash maturity. And that is, from my perspective, being able to separate offense from perceived offense. Very good. You know, because not, you know, if 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 we are thin-skinned, like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. you know, my goal, I said, is to have a, you know, a, a thick skin and a soft heart, mm-hmm. you know, but if we aren't careful, if we practice, if we don't practice forgiveness, what happens is we develop a thin skin and a hard heart. Mm-hmm. If we walk in that, not only do we not forgive others, we perceive offense everywhere. You know, yesterday I was driving home from the office and this guy comes past me. And the next thing I know, he's like giving me the finger out of his window. And I've got no clue whatsoever what I did to this guy. I was driving the speed limit. I have no clue. 
I to this moment I still have no clue what I did for, to him, and I wasn't you know doing anything that made me be disengaged from my driving or anything. Clearly, he perceived that I did something hmm. that was offensive. My guess is he had an anger problem because <laughs> he was clearly expressing it on the road. But if we aren't careful, we can see offense everywhere. Yep. And generally speaking, that's a sign of spiritual immaturity. That's a lack of biblical wisdom. So, you know, I think that's one side of it. Then there's the other side that you mentioned, and that is, you know, so what does – how – we have to forgive completely. Yes. We want to get to that place where, we, like you said, like, uh, you know, we mentioned last week, R.T. Kendall's book, Total Forgiveness. We mm-hmm. want to get to that stage of Jesus on the cross or Stephen being stoned saying, Father, don't hold this against them. Yep. You know, I have forgiven them and I'm even asking you to forgive that they ever did this. We know, God, you never forget anything, but we're asking you to forget this. And to do that with a pure heart, like to do that and really mean it with a pure heart to go, I know you've offended me. I know that you have, you know, really, you know, meant harm towards me, Mm. but now I am blessing you. Now I want to see you have a long, fruitful life and see you in heaven one day. It, that's that's not necessarily natural. That's that's supernatural. It's yes, exactly. It is very yeah. supernatural, but that doesn't necessarily mean I want that person in my life every day. Yes, yeah. You know, I, I think of the old movie um, um, Fiddler on the Roof. Yep. You know, I don't know if you remember. There's a scene in it where. The guy asked the rap, the community of men asked the rabbi, is there a blessing for the czar? And he goes, a blessing for the czar? You know, and he <laughs> says, yes, may the Lord, may God bless and keep the czar far away from us. <laughs> you know, it's so. Yep, there's some truth there. But I think that honestly, that's wisdom as it relates to forgiveness but with people who have a habitual pattern mm-hmm. of injury around them. Or deceit. or Yes, or deceit. And let's be honest, some people, people who have, they can use this whole thing as a manipulation tool. Yes. You know, you know yes, I, okay, I forgive you. You know, so I, I forgive, you know, you've, I, I've asked for forgiveness, you've forgiven me. So... Let's restore our relationship. I mean, I think of an abuser, abusee situation where that's a common approach to try to get back into a relationship where the that cycle just continues over and over again. And so, you know, a lack of wisdom would equate Mm -hmm. forgiveness with no boundaries. And that's not what the scriptures teach. You know, you can set you can have true forgiveness and yet still set appropriate boundaries. It really is hard being a Christian. Is it like yeah, yeah, just sure. being honest as, yeah. as a believer, like people that act like, you know, being a Christian is like, you know, walking through a, you know, rose garden. It, it's just not because we're already at a disadvantage. If, so if you're here and you're walking through the world and you're going, Hey, I, you know, I want to be good to people and they'll be good to me. That's, that's really not, that's really not biblical truth. Biblical truth is God is calling you to bless those 
who despitefully use you. Yeah. And and a lot of times they know, like people that are not believers and you know family and friends, they know that I have a command from Jesus to forgive. Yeah, sure. And so yeah. They, you can use that all day long. What do you mean you're not going to forgive me? Well, okay, but this is the tenth time, and I'm you know yeah. you know so, and you still do have to forgive. Sure. But using wisdom in that is like so crucial. I, I think of the passage, what does it say? He who wins souls is wise. wise. Mm-hmm. So let me you know, just turn that into this discussion mm-hmm. and say, he who walks in true forgiveness must be wise. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's unpack that boundaries mm. issue. And this is this is tough. Yep. You know, because this is where we have maybe we make some broad applications from scripture, but we don't have any, mm-hmm. you know, we know we have to forgive, pure and simple. Yep. What does that look like? And so how do we, what do those boundaries look like? So in, you've, you've counseled many people mm-hmm. through the years and you've tried to help them through this. And maybe they're asking the question, you know, how do I, what do I, you know, I, I can remember, you know, so as you're thinking through that yep. in my own life, I have a situation where, I know a guy worked with him, you know, had some challenges, um, feel like he's acted in a, in a, in some ways that just were not, you know, the best God honoring, not at world challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> not you at all. Um, and, uh, but you know, think I'm at a place where I could say I've totally forgiven this individual, mm-hmm. but I've also said, but I never want to work with him again. Absolutely. You know, and that's not yeah. a lot. La- and he has asked me multiple times, Yeah, you know, to work with him. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you. <laughs> you hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, it's like, you know, it's the old, you know, was that old expression, you know, fool me once your fault, fool me twice, my fault. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've been down that road multiple times, giving you lots yeah. of grace you know, the only thing more predictable than God's character is yours. <laughs> <laughs> you are consistent, right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I put in boundaries yep. that just say, I, you know, I want to love you. And the way I can love you is that I choose to not work with you. Yeah, yeah. And that and that's fair. I, I'll give you a similar instance. So like as a pastor, um, it, it's, it's always been my thing of like anybody that walks through the door, we love them. Mm. We want God's best. I don't care where you come from, prostitute, drug dealer, whoever it is. And so when I was a youth pastor, we had, a, we had this, you know, kid that came into the group. He was 16, 17 years old and he was a drug dealer. I knew he was a drug dealer, big drug dealer at the high school. Mm. And, um, you know, and I, and I pulled him off to the side and I said, listen, you're always welcome here. God bless you. Mm-hmm. The day that you start to sell drugs here or attempt to sell drugs to the other teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to have an issue. So I'm just going to let you know, I do have an obligation to love that person, but I have a greater obli- obligation as a pastor to protect the people that God has entrusted yeah, me. Shepherds don't invite wolves into the sheep pen. Right. No, hey, and you, hey, and in the 99 and the one, yeah, we want to bring the one in, but not if the one is going to inflict pain not on if the, the 99. Not if the one is a wolf. Right. If one is a wolf, you're going, hey, you're, you're causing a lot of pain here and until you get healed. And so uh, he, he did. He actually... Uh, went, he had approached a couple of teenagers, tried to sell them drugs. Hopefully he failed. Uh, I'd, I'd, but the ones that had come to me and said, hey, you know, 
he's trying to sell drugs to teenagers. And I had to I had to sit down with him and say, hey, there's you know, there's a lot of churches around and I hope you go find one. And I hope that God does a work in your life. But mm-hmm. you can't come back here. And it was with forgiveness and love, and I want all the best for you. But as a pastor, I also have to, I have to create some some boundaries. And that, and it was hard for me because sure, of course. I want everybody to experience the love and the grace of God. The great news was about ten years later, mm-hmm. he called me, and uh, he tracked me down through social media, and he calls me and he says, "Pastor, you, thank you. You're the only person in my life that had the the guts to tell me the truth." He wound up going through Teen Challenge. Mm. He completely recovered. He's now in ministry. Wow. But he called me to thank me. And that that's when you know that somebody has really gotten to the other side. So, man, cre- creating boundaries is not necessarily bad. I don't think that you ever want to be harsh. And you have to check your own heart to go, I'm creating a boundary, but let me make sure that the boundary is not about me, that the boundary is about uh, you know, pr- protecting the individual, people around me, and and potentially, you know, my my emotions. I know that that certainly is a is a part of it, but it just it, it can't be a solely selfish thing. There has to be a good heart towards the person that you're saying, man. I want to see you in heaven one day. I want to see you get healed. I want nothing but the best for you. But I know right now where I'm at, I have to create a boundary to protect myself or others. Fair enough? Absolutely. Yeah, I think 100%. And and I do and I don't think that's unchristian. It's mm-hmm. not unchristlike. You know, I mean, scriptures say Jesus knew the heart of men. <laughs> and he didn't trust them. It actually yeah, falls right Exactly. He didn't uh, trust them because he knew what knew, was in their exactly. heart. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, of course we don't know the heart of men, but we certainly do have the ability to see you know, the, fruit, the results, the results. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, we're not being judgmental in that process as long as we acknowledge that we're not judging, you know, that's just probably one of the most misquoted scriptures in the, you know, in the Bible, because the idea there, of course, is not don't judge. It's keep in mind that you're going to be judged with <laughs> the exact same ruler sure. you're using to judge others. Yeah. You know, and so we want to be careful about that. 100%. Yeah, no, that's great, Mark. Here's a question. Okay. When we've been wronged, mm-hmm. um, it, it certainly is a trigger for our emotions. Seems like from my experience personally, and then, of course, working with a lot of people through the years, first response is sorrow. It's yes. pain. It's, you know, there's a deep hurt. Mm-hmm. It, betrayal. You know, yes. feel, we feel betrayed, especially, and we talked about last time, the the deeper the relationship, the greater the de- feeling of betrayal. You know, that intimacy is directly, propor- you know, that pain is directly proportionate to intimacy. You know, and I'll throw something in there, because sometimes people have the opinion that anger is the opposite of love, but it's not. The opposite, the opposite of Love is apathy. Yeah, sure. Anger can be the other side of the coin of love. And because because you love somebody and you trust them when they hurt you, then then the response is anger. Uh, so w- when you need to 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 worry is not when your wife is mad at you. It's when she, <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't care, care if you show up or not. That's when that's when you got to be worried. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we we start with sorrow. We, we migrate to anger. Mm-hmm. 
Anger is a very, very powerful emotion. Mm -hmm. You can't stop. We, I mean, our, we feel what we feel. Right. How do we deal with what might, not might be, what are in certain situations toxic anger? Because we see Jesus demonstrate anger. Yeah. You know, righteous, in a righteous anger. Way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and even the scriptures say, don't let the sun go down. On your on wrath. your wrath. So yep. it doesn't say don't be wrathful, don't be angry. It says don't hold on to it. But how do mm -hmm. we do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost a hundred dollars an hour. Uh, no, it, listen. This, you know, one. Just I know this is backing up a little bit, but one thing that we have to remind ourselves is that God created us, and He created us with emotion, mm -hmm. and God has emotion. Jesus yeah. wept. Jesus became with a righteous indignation. Sure. But we have been given these emotions by God. We're created. How we manage those emotions are so important yeah. because, because uh, they can be overwhelming at times. And, again, for some people, depending on the emotion and how we're wired, those emotions can come out in some very different ways. And so this is why the Holy Spirit was given. Mm -hmm. And one thing when it comes to forgiveness, we have to remember this is a supernatural uh, act. I, I go back to this, uh, just like Jesus would tell a parable and when it comes to the area of teaching. Then the, then, then the disciples would walk away and, and they would be like, what is that parable about? But it was through the thinking, it was through the considering that they would come to truth. I think emotions can be a little bit that way, that God gave us these, these emotions, and now he's saying, I need you to manage these emotions because it will keep you close to me, and it also will require that you depend on the work of the Holy Spirit. That's why the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, peace, joy, gentleness, goodness, kindness, self-control. All of those are given to us to counteract these incredible emotions that can come through. Anger is one of them, uh, and there are a host of other emotions. But how we navigate through that is going back to the cross, going back to Jesus, asking for his help, asking for the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to manage those emotions because it's, what, what does James say about the tongue? Yeah, sure. Right? But you need the Holy Spirit to help bring control to what you say and how you say it yeah. so that we don't become these Hey, the fallen, our fallen nature will hurt people, will wound people, will hold offense, will want revenge. And now the kingdom of God operates on a whole different level. We have to capture the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to help us to forgive. Yeah, you know, I, that, that's really good. The, Galatians 5, you, you referenced, mm -hmm. you know, the fruit of the Spirit. You, you go through that list. It's funny that anger could not fit it, it, I mean, not only would it not be a fruit of the spirit, it would be incompatible. Yes. I mean, love. No room there for anger. Joy. No room there for anger. <laughs> right. Peace. No room there for anger. Mm -hmm. Self-control. No room there. You know. I mean. Right. You know. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. But anger, un, un, unspirit controlled. I don't know. That that's a really a great way of putting it. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. You know. Uh, uh, an approach to anger that's not restrained yep. by the Spirit would qualify, as Galatians 5 says, that would be a work of the flesh. Yes. You know, and so, you know, I think to acknowledge it from a mental mm -hmm. side, 
to start with, you know, right actions. My in my my understanding and my experience has been right beliefs lead to right actions. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what you're saying there is brilliant. You know, yeah. so that's one reason I think the scriptures put so much emphasis on the renewal of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and just it, for my last little piece here on this, as a as a personal approach, mm-hmm. I have found that one way. So we were talking earlier about that. When I get back on that loop, I go yep. back to that person. What I have discovered is I cannot pray for somebody that I'm angry at. Yeah. Well, you can, but it's like. It, I can't. It pray comes be- out weird, though, doesn't well, it? Well, I can't. I can't. I can't do it with authenticity yeah. before God. Yes. You know, and and if I pray for them long enough, even if it's like, I don't really want to. What I want to pray is I want to pray God's curses on them. <laughs> but Lord, I am going to, with the power of Your Spirit, I'm going to pray blessings mm-hmm. over them, and occasionally I acknowledge, you know, that. You know, we we both believe that the Lord has given us this blessing of a prayer language. There are times when I, you know, I don't know how to pray. Yeah. And I find myself in that place and I'll say to, you know, to myself and to God, I want to position my heart in a place that I am blessing this person. I don't know how to pray that, Lord. I don't feel like praying it, and I don't know how to pray it. I don't even know how what blessing might look like in their life because blessing might actually be that you bring something difficult into their life to cause repentance. Yep. But that's not my job. That's your job. Yes. So in that stage, I have found that sometimes moving into prayer in the Spirit really helps me. And it at the end of it, I come out with at least knowing – I tried yep. to pray blessing, you know, and and it seems like a lot of times my heart, when I end, when that time ends, and it may not be very long, that time ends, my heart is more positioned toward blessing them rather than cursing them. No, that's that's very good, Mark. And you know what what we're talking about here today is we're coming to a conclusion. Is is it's not just forgiving. It it is kingdom of of God, Jesus kind of forgiveness. Mm. And what what do you do when and there's some of you that are watching today or you're in or you're listening and and you you're you've had a child that's been abused or you've gone through deep crushing blows maybe from a former spouse maybe from a present spouse maybe from children or parents and these things can be really difficult and then Jesus comes along and says you know, now you're to forgive and do it with a pure and open heart. I, I had an old time pastor that said one time, and it, it really caught in my mind back in the day, is that living the Christian life isn't a hard life. It's an impossible life. But it's a life that's possible with Christ. And so today, I just want to really encourage some of you. Actually, we're going to take a moment here and pray that if you have gone through a distraught moment and you're having difficulty letting go, I believe today, some of the things that we say said, hopefully they are an encouragement to you, but ultimately you have to come in a place in your heart where you go, hey, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to experience the power of forgiveness and these chains that have held me in this place of anger or hatred or torment. Today's the day that I'm going to let it go 
and I'm going to move into the freedom that God has. So, Lord, I pray for everyone who is watching or listening today, and I pray, Lord, that they would find the forgiveness and the love of Christ. It's difficult. Lord, nobody here, myself or Mark, we are not minimizing the pain that people have experienced. We just happen to believe that God is greater and that he can help us navigate through that pain to a place of forgiveness. Lord, to forgive people, no matter what their response is, whether they accept or reject, Lord, the message that's before them, Lord, that is really none of our business. It is our business to let go of the pain and to hand it over to you and to forgive them. So I pray today, God, for people that have hurt me or hurt people that are watching. Today, we let it go. We pray, Lord, that you would bless, that you would forgive, that you would help. And Lord, if we don't have it within us today, at least we can say, Lord, I forgive. Help thou my unforgiveness. Mm. And we pray that people would find an incredible freedom in Christ today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John. That was powerful. Thank you for joining us. If you find the content that we share here important, you find it relevant, it's a blessing to your life, be sure to go to whatever app you use for podcasting, for listening, share it, make comments, go to YouTube, whatever you you know use to watch this. We ask that you would encourage us, help us know how to be more effective by sharing comments and then share it with people that you know because we'd like to be able to get this good content to more and more people. Remember, we do this for you. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for joining. We look forward to being with you again next week. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable and we're so thankful you chose to spend it with us. As a follow-up to our conversation, we'd like to recommend Claude Hood's sermon, Restoring Thanksgiving Through Forgiveness. You can find it in the show notes. Join us next time for a conversation on loving the people in your life who have walked away from God. We'll see you then.